Weird times, man. Weird times indeed. But we're still here with you on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. Thanks so much for joining us. And hopefully, while so much of what we're going to talk about obviously ties into the unprecedented pandemic that we find ourselves in right now with the coronavirus, but I do hope that we can help take your mind off of it because right now the news cycle has gone absolutely mad. Appreciate you joining us, being a part of the show. And let's start off with the fact that the Big 12 has decided that it will allow a virtual meetings, which, by the way, long overdue, should have been done, uh, I don't want to say weeks ago, because this all is happening in real time and unfolding rapidly. But the crux of the matter was that the Big 12 found itself behind the other Power 5 conferences when it came to how much it could spend, how much especially college football coaches could spend with their teams considering spring practice had been canceled. And the Big 12 made the right call to allow virtual meetings. Uh, this came down here in the past few days. I think it was Sunday this news came down. So it allows virtual meetings between athletes, coaches, and staff starting this past Monday. The league said in a statement, quote, all virtual group activities, including film study, are limited to two hours per week in all sports. Only countable coaches may conduct virtual film study technical discussions, tactical sessions, and other non-physical activities. So originally, the Big 12 was basically shut down. They'd reevaluate in April. And Lincoln Riley, good for him, Lincoln Riley complained on a local radio show and was like, hey, I don't want special privileges, but can we at least all get on the same page here? Like, is that that difficult for us to go out there and do what other conferences like the ACC are doing right now? It's ridiculous that we're falling behind. A lot of these guys are at home. They don't have a home gym. All their local gyms are all shut down. So uh, these guys are falling behind. They got nothing to train with. And trust me, I, I, you know, I'm someone who likes to go to the gym, and my gym's shut down. I'm going crazy here. I know a lot of us are going crazy, and you can't find any home gym equipment on the Internet right now, and it's tough. It's tough. If you got a black market of you know, dumbbells, you're probably making a killing at this point in time. But these are just such strange times. It's not even like they're home and they can go to the gym. They can't. So Lincoln Riley made his voice heard, which good for him. And it tells you something about Lincoln Riley, by the way. We've been kind of waiting for Lincoln Riley. And I'm not saying he's late to the party here. But we've been waiting for Lincoln Riley to, I think, take that next step as a voice for the Big 12 and a voice for college football. It's not something you can do right away. I mean, Lincoln Riley steps into the head coaching position at OU after a couple of years as the offensive coordinator in his early 30s. If he just walked in first year on the job and is making these proclamations and, you know, asserting himself, that would have been a bad look. But I think he's now earned that. And I'm glad he is saying things like what he has said, because I always said this about Lincoln Riley. I mean, God bless him. Great coach. Seems like a really good dude but was never a great interview, never a great soundbite. He never really said anything. But now he's going on local radio, and he's like, hey, this is BS, man. I mean, ACC's getting to do all this stuff. We can't, and boom, within days, the rules are changed for the Big 12, as they should be. So I hope Lincoln Riley's finding that voice, and he becomes one of the national voices for the Big 12, as Bob Stoops was. He's not going to be Bob Stoops overnight. 
But towards the end of Bob Stoops' career, I mean, he became such a great cheerleader for the Big 12, saying, hey, we're playing defense. SEC's overrated. He'd smack them around when they play for the most part. And I love that about Bob Stoops. Right now for the Big 12, you think of the faces, you think of probably Gary Patterson and Mike Gundy are the first two guys to come to mind, uh, at least in terms of guys with big microphones, so to speak, willing to speak their mind. Those are the two. If Riley can get in there, and Matt Rule obviously had a chance to do that, but he left. If Riley can get in there, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, Herman, but Herman's got to win this year before we have that conversation. Uh, who else could be in that group? I mean, Matt Campbell, but that's not really his style. Climbing, not his style. Les Miles, always goofy, but if he's winning two games a year, no one's going to care what he has to say. Uh, Wells, Brown, eh, I got to see a little bit more first. Still guys who are relatively new to the Power 5 ranks. So you really have those three at this point in time. You've got Gary Patterson, Mike Gundy, and Lincoln Riley, who when they speak, the national media pundits should listen, and the conference should listen, and college football should listen, and that's exactly what happened here. So that's a good thing for Lincoln Riley and the Big 12 to get that done and make sure the Big 12's not falling behind the eight ball. And there's been so much talk about whether or not there's actually going to be college football, and, man, does that just pain me oh it pains me like heck but you know what good for i don't know if you saw this but good for gene taylor the athletic director at kansas state for calling out kirk herbstreet so kirk herbstreet said on a podcast last week that he'd be shocked if we have nfl football this fall and if we have college football he said i'll be so surprised if that happens he said, just because from what I understand and people that I listen to, you're 12 to 18 months from a coronavirus vaccine. I don't know how you let these guys go into locker rooms and let stadiums be filled up and how you can play ball. I just don't know how uh, you can do it with the optics of it. Well, a vaccine is not needed there, Kirk. You know, stick to, to football, pal. I, I really do like Kirk Herbstreit a lot. Super talented. Um, really like his perspective as a color guy and an analyst. I think he's really good. But, man... He's way out of his league. Now, you might say, Pete, you're out of your league. Well, I do host a daily news talk, political talk show in Kansas City. So I have been following this story on a day-to-day -day basis, talking to doctors on my show every day. So I'm not saying I'm a doctor. I'm not. I'm not a scientist. I'm not Dr. Fauci. But I am somebody who has been following this on a day-to-day -day basis. And from a treatment perspective, you know, you don't need a vaccine. And a treatment's being worked on. There have been some early positive results with things like hydroxychloroquine, which should give us all some optimism. But to say we might not be playing football in five months, I know that I'm being selfish when I say uh, that pains me. But it's just not something that, you know, Herb Street is really qualified to discuss. I mean, heck, Dr. Fauci right now, Deborah Burks, the two doctors running the show here, they would not go out there and say, that college football won't be played, they wouldn't make a comment like that because they don't know. So Kansas State Athletic Director Gene Taylor, he said he was frustrated with Kirk Herbstreit saying he'd be shocked to see football played this fall, saying, quote, I appreciate Kirk becoming a medical doctor and telling us what we should or shouldn't do. I'm not ready to go there just yet. Boom, way to go there, Gene. You nailed it, buddy. Here's the thing. The ADs at Alabama and Ohio State, uh, you know, LSU, they would never say that about Kirk Herbstreet because they would be afraid that Kirk Herbstreet would hold it against them 
and maybe not vouch for them in a college football playoff debate or something like that. And Herb Street's words do carry weight, so they'd be afraid to say something. But good for Gene Taylor. He's like, listen, and no offense to K-State, but they're not a team that's uh, in the college football playoff hunt on a year-in, year-out basis. He doesn't care what, for the most part, Kirk Herbstreet thinks of him. But Taylor's right. Uh, thanks for the medical advice, Kirk. Let's leave it to the experts. Uh, let me know if you can call a game on September 2nd, all right? See you at the stadium. That's all we need from you right now, big guy. I'm just saying. That's all we need from you. So kudos to Gene Taylor at Kansas State for speaking up and saying, Kirk, just just be quiet, all right? Like, Let's just pull it down a couple of notches, pal. <laughs> I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Coming up. Let's talk to Matthew Postens, heartlandcollegesports.com. Little Big 12 basketball offseason action. We'll get to it next. Hey, guys, it's Pete Mundo, and we've all been there before. A heated debate with a buddy about who was more dominant in their prime, MJ or Kobe. Two different teams, two different eras. How about Baker Mayfield or Vince Young? You can never actually settle that debate until right now. My friends at MyBookie know that you're craving something to bet on. I am, you are, we all are right now without sports. Well, my bookie is pitting dream teams like the 96 Bulls and the 01 Lakers against each other for you to watch and bet on. Revisit a rematch of the 98 NBA Championship Finals or wager on your current day squad to get your fix in virtual basketball all streamed directly from the website. And since you're a Big 12 fan, how about, you know, college football, college basketball, virtual matchup? Hey, that's pretty awesome. And play for those bragging rights. Can't beat it. If virtual is not your draw, international sports are still being played. So in tough times, you still need fun. MyBookie will take care of you. MyBookie.ag and use that promo code BIG12, BIG12, for an exclusive bonus on your first deposit. BIG12 for a halfway cash match on your first deposit up to $1,000. At MyBookie, they make it simple. You play, you win, and best of all, you get paid. MyBookie.ag, promo code BIG12. Well, certainly for those of us in the sports world, these are very strange times. Matthew Poston's joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. Always great to bring him on. Uh, basketball season is over. We thought we might be preparing for a Final Four this weekend. Obviously, that is a distant memory. But, Matthew, we found out from the NCAA this week that uh, spring sports seniors can come back for one more year what do you make of that decision? Also, basketball players, if you're a senior, you're done. Well, it, it's not It's not just seniors as far as spring sports is concerned. Everybody's getting their year of eligibility. Their year, yes. So yes. Say, yeah, so say you're a freshman, you're still going to be classified as a freshman, at least athletically, when it comes to next season. But, you know, you read the stories that came out of the decision on Monday, and really, you know, every school is dealing with, financial considerations right now usa today reported that you know most of the division one schools you know are standing to lose anywhere from 500 to 600,000 this year just on the spring sports alone uh there's also revenue considerations from losing the, the revenue from the conference tournaments i think the big 12 lost about uh 10 or 11 million off of not being able to complete the big 12 tournament and then of course the shortfall in, in revenue from march madness and all the other uh, national championship tournaments that will not be played this year. I think some of it was a financial consideration, even though the NCAA didn't say that. 
Uh, schools are going to have to take on an additional financial burden to provide scholarships uh, to these students for an additional year. How they do that with the seniors is going to be up to the school, but for the other students, they'll get just an additional year tacked onto their scholarship. So there's an additional amount of revenue and an additional amount of cost there for the universities. Uh, with basketball, what they said was basically most of their season was done, which is true. I mean, we were, we were really down to just the conference tournaments and the NCAA tournament, but with the NCAA tournament being such a huge deal to everyone in sports, it was mildly surprising to me that they didn't at least give seniors the option to come back if they wanted to. But I think the financial shortfall with all the cancellations that they've had to, to make here in the spring, I think that had something to do with the idea of allowing spring uh, sports students to come back for one more year and not being able to allow players like Adoka Azadikwe to come back for one more year. Now, I found it interesting, Matthew, in reading more about this, that, you know, it's one thing to tell a college basketball player or a college football player you can come back. Now they can't, but I'm just saying it's easier to tell them that because they're on full scholarships. A lot of these spring sports are not big revenue sports, so a senior would basically have to decide, is it worth it for me to take out possibly some extra student loans to potentially improve my stock in next year's Major League Baseball draft. I mean, that's an interesting decision that probably hundreds, if not thousands of players will have to make. Absolutely. Most uh, spring sports, they get half scholarships. Um, teams will kind of divide those scholarships up between the players they have on the roster. It's pretty rare for a baseball player or a softball player to get a full scholarship. Uh, and a major university like a Baylor or a Texas or an Oklahoma or an Oklahoma State. So the NCAA is giving the universities flexibility to figure out how to pay for that when it comes to those seniors that would have been seniors this year, that would have fallen off of uh, the scholarship ledger, so, so to speak, had their season completed. You know, it could be that they're going to borrow money from their general fund, from their athletic fund, uh, they're giving them flexibility to do that. But as for the players, you know, think about baseball for a little bit. Baseball is already talking about truncating the 2020 Major League Baseball draft. It's usually a 40-round draft. It may be a five- or a six-round draft this year, which, mean there are, which means there will be far few draft slots for these guys to be drafted into. So that's a consideration as well as they try to figure out what the benefit is for them to stay in school for an additional year. If you're a not a high-level baseball prospect, but if you're a mid-level baseball prospect who's hoping to get drafted in the 20th or 30th round, and it's only a five-round draft, if you can afford to come back for one more year, that may make your decision very easy. Absolutely. Matthew Postens joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Uh, Matthew, Shaka Smart, it was announced last week by Chris Del Conte. He's officially coming back for one more year. It's so interesting to see what would have happened because, I mean, you were there in the Sprint Center on the Thursday when Texas was set to play Texas Tech, a game that a lot of people thought might be a playing game for the NCAA tournament. Who knows how things might have turned out for both of those teams and programs, but Shaka's coming back. I'm not surprised based on where we are right now in the college sports and sports landscape, but what does that mean for the future of the uh, Longhorns and Shaka Smart? Well, I, I think it gives them consistency for another year in the program, and I think that's helpful. Uh, he's got some interesting talent on that team. He's not losing a lot in terms of seniors. Uh, he's got a really good recruit coming in. He didn't have a lot of scholarships to give, and it doesn't look like he's losing a lot in the transfer market right now. So it's going to be largely the same team he had last year, 
And it's going to be up to him and, and those guys to develop into something more than they were this year. I mean, uh, I felt like they had some of the best guard play uh, in the conference at times this year. I thought they had one of the best combinations of guards going into the season. And they really lived and died by the three-pointer. And they've got to get out of that um, mindset right now. When they played well, when they won games, they shot the three well. When they played poorly, when they didn't win games in conference play, they didn't shoot the three well. Uh, Jericho Sims had a nice season, but he spent the last part of it injured. So they need to look to him to take the next step in his progression and become more dominant inside. Uh, A guy like Jace Febris coming back from injury uh, next season is going to help them as well. They're going to have talent. They're going to have the opportunity to show that they can take another step uh, toward being the the type of team that uh, uh, they were under Rick Barnes. But, you know, there's always going to be that shadow. And as I've been doing these March Madness pieces for the site over the past couple of weeks, you know, there was a stretch there where Texas went to the NCAA tournament, I think 15 out of 16 years under Rick Barnes before they let him go. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've only been a couple of times under Shaka and they haven't won a game. So uh, his seat's going to remain warm. I don't think that's uh, going to change from last year to this year, uh, but they're going to have to, they're going to have to take a more dominant step in this conference next season. Or I, I don't think any amount of, you know, NCAA tournament or, or anything like that's going to help him. I think he's, he's now at the point where his seat is warm and next season for him is, is make or break. I'm with you there. Matthew Poston's our guest. Uh, Marcus Garrett named the defensive player of the year, Matthew. I know that that is, you know, Kansas obviously happy about that and good for Marcus Garrett. Uh, how does it feel like Marcus Garrett's legacy is going to, what, what's it going to go down as there at KU? Because he was never, the number one option. He was a big recruit. Maybe in some people's eyes did not live up to expectations, but turned into a very solid number three this year. Yeah. You know what? It, it's interesting because, you know, Garrett is one of those guys who uh, I feel like every team has to have a guy like him, a guy that can do a lot of different things. And he's always, you know, kind of hung his hat on defense in terms of uh, the way he's able to defend multiple positions. It's not like you just put him on the point guard or you put him on the small forward. You know, he can play a lot of different positions defensively and defend a lot of different types of players. So um, that's what he's hung his hat on throughout his career. But if you watch the second half of Big 12 play this year, he became a, a more versatile offensive player in that they put the ball in his hands more to pass, not necessarily to score, but to pass. They wanted the ball in Devin Dotson's hands to score, but they wanted it in Garrett's hands to pass. And he had some of the best assist numbers of any Big 12 player in the, in the last eight, nine, ten games of conference play while Dotson kind of took the lead from, in, in terms of scoring from the outside. So his game is now I'm a defender, I'm, I'm a ball distributor, and now next year, you know, if he, if he tips into double figures in scoring, uh, I think NBA teams will start looking at him as a player that, you know, okay, maybe this guy's not going to be a starter for us, but maybe he's a guy that can give us 15 to 20 minutes every night and give us a lot of different things. And with him, you know, being a junior this year, going into his senior year, uh, that's going to be a great benefit to Kansas. All right, Matthew, as we wrap it up here, I want to just uh, touch base with you on kind of a, a big picture thing here. Uh, there's been some discussion from various talking heads that, College football, maybe looking at a, you know, a late start, maybe no fans. I mean, none of us know what the world's going to look like in a month from now, never mind late August, early September. But what do you think we need to know? And what should we be thinking about as college football fans 
as the weeks and, and summer goes along here and we try to fight back against this coronavirus? Um, you know, I, I think for me, number one, I think fans should be prepared uh, to maybe not go to games, you know, maybe in the early part of the season. Um, I, I think everything that I've heard about this virus tells us that once the weather warms up, and I live in Texas, so we're going to warm up probably faster than most folks. Um, the virus has a tendency, most viruses as a rule have a tendency to recede. Um, that doesn't mean that it's going to go away. That doesn't mean there won't be a, you know, they don't still need to find a treatment for it and a, and a vaccine for it. But um, it could be that as things go along, and like you said, we don't know how this is going to go over the next couple of months. We may have to start thinking about the idea of maybe the first month of college football season is played without fans. I mean, Major League Baseball is already talking about rebooting their season and starting without fans. The NBA has talked about once they come back, hopefully sometime in May, they'll do it. They'll start without fans. Uh, NHL has talked about the same thing. We may have to, you know, watch these games on TV and and start the season that way and then slowly migrate our way back to the stadium. I think the interesting piece of that is, you know, college football has always been such a fantastic spectator sport. And the sport has admittedly taken some hits in attendance, you know, not necessarily at places like Alabama or, or Texas, but, you know, across the board, attendance has dipped in part because the television experience is now so good. Well, if you tell everybody they have to stay home and you tell everybody they have to watch the first month of the season on television, uh, they're going to go to Alabama games. They're going to go to Texas games. But are they going to go to Appalachian State games? Are they going to go to Coastal Carolina games? Are they going to go to Akron games? Uh, I think that's a, a really interesting piece of the puzzle if we do have to start the season without fans, is will the fans come back once they're allowed back in the stadium? It's going to be very, very interesting to watch this unfold. He's Matthew Postens, heartlandcollegesports.com. Matthew, great to have you on the show, man. I always appreciate the insights. Hey, thanks, Pete. Appreciate it. Good stuff there with Matthew Postens and final thoughts as we wrap up the show coming up next on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Hey there, it's Pete Mundo. And guys, if you were to guess on average, how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor? What would you say? Well, Americans have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. Ridiculous. And if you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want that treatment ASAP. You do. Don't kid yourself. You do. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment that you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or a computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. That's it. That's all you have to do. With Roman, there's no commitments, and you can cancel it at any time. Time. And if the doctor decides the treatment's right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com slash Heartland for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash Heartland for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Final few minutes on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks so much for joining us during these unprecedented times. Hopefully we're helping you take your mind off the craziness that is the world and the uh, and the nation right now. 
and give you a sense of normalcy during um, unnormal times. So uh, the NCAA voted this week to give one additional year of eligibility to student athletes in spring sports. So that means Big 12, baseball, and all college sports for that matter. But uh, baseball, softball, track and field, lacrosse, tennis, golf, rowing, men's volleyball, beach volleyball, women's water polo, they'll all get an additional year of eligibility next season, regardless of classification. What does that mean? That means if you were a freshman this year, you will return as a freshman next year athletically. It means if, you know, you're a senior, you can come back for a senior year next year just for spring sports. So if you were a senior in basketball, I mean, you're not playing college basketball again. It's over for you. But in spring sports, which was the right move, by the way, then you can absolutely return next year. Or if you're a freshman, you can be a freshman again next year. Now, this brings up, though, an interesting question because, and we talked with Matthew Postens about this, spring sports are not revenue generators. Baseball a little bit, but that's it. Even baseball, there's not a lot of full scholarship guys. So what do you do if you're on a partial scholarship track and field and, you know, this was your senior year, you were so excited, looking forward to it, and now it's over? Do you come back next year on the partial scholarship, maybe get a master's or something to compete again? Do you just say, you know what? I've graduated. I'm moving on. I'm not putting myself in more student loans. What do you do? I mean, it's easy for the NCAA to say, hey, come on back. Great. But it's easier said than done. Part of the deal here is all Division I schools may now apply self-waivers to provide athletes an additional year of eligibility in those sports. In order to accommodate the seniors, the NCAA is allowing schools to adjust financial aid rules to expand rosters so those seniors are not pushed off teams. So, okay, that's great. That means that, you know, they can't say to a senior, hey, buddy, I appreciate you. I know you want to come back, but, you know, we don't have the aid for you. We don't have the scholarships for you. Uh, You can't. So they're not doing that. They aren't doing that. Now, what they're also doing is roster expansion was an issue for baseball. But the ruling gives schools the flexibility to determine how much aid to give to returning seniors and access to the NCAA's Student Assistance Fund to help pay for those scholarships. Also, good thing. But my fear here is that certain student athletes are going to get hurt. And by hurt, I mean there's going to be guys or gals who want to come back to their sports. And the program is basically going to find a way to say, "Ah, thanks for your service. Thanks, but no thanks. They're going to find a way to do that. And it pains me to say that, but I really see that coming for some people. And that's going to blow up in those universities' faces, by the way. Uh, It's going to come back to bite them. Those stories are going to go viral, and we're going to hear about them. And it's just, it's not going to be a good look for the colleges. So this has had a major impact. And don't forget, I know that the financial aid is going to be expanded But already these programs are taking huge, absolutely huge financial hits from no NCAA tournaments. You heard Matthew mention earlier, tens of millions of dollars uh, the Big 12 has lost out on uh, due to all this. So these are very strange times. And we have not heard the last of it in terms of the effects on college athletes. No way, no how. We have not heard the last of it by any stretch of the imagination. It will only continue. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. And Brett McMurphy said this. I'll leave you with this quote. He said to Paul Feinbaum, 
that no football season would be devastating the three-quarters of the 130 FBS programs. The bell cow programs would survive. Several ADs I talked to said if there's no season, we will be out of business. Boy, is that concerning. Let's all cross our fingers and pray that that does not happen. Social distance, stay inside, listen to our show. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. And please leave us that rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And we'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. Just leave us a rating and review on iTunes, and we'll get you that koozie in the mail when you send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon.